Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Radical. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom at Emmanuel. Hope you're having a good day today. Our devotion is based on Revelation chapter 22, the very last chapter of the New Testament, the Bible, and we're looking at verses 20 and 21, the very last verses. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. As the last chapter and the last verses of God's inspired word, it's important at the end of the church here, here that we focus on the last things. When Jesus says, I'm coming quickly, what does he mean by that? I was just visiting with a friend the other day, and we were talking about how quickly we want the Lord to come. Sometimes we think it's not quick enough. But throughout the ages, throughout the centuries, since the Lord spoke these words to John on the island of Patmos, we can around the year 90-94 AD, we can see that this seems like the Lord is taking his time and coming. It reminds me of the words from Peter's letter to the congregation in Jerusalem and around that area. The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as others understand slowness, but he is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to the knowledge of the truth, the truth about eternal life. So when Jesus says, I'm coming quickly, he's reminding us to be ready. He's reminding us that, yes, in our short lifetime here on this earth, we can be ready. We can look forward to Jesus coming with joy. And that's why you see John respond by saying in verse 21, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. We think about our table prayers. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest and let these gifts to us be blessed. We praise the Lord for the gifts that he blesses us with here in this world. And we praise him for promising to come to us again soon. To take us home. Even John in his older years when these words were penned by the inspiration of the Lord was looking forward to the Lord coming quickly and for John those days would be coming very quickly. The Lord answered that prayer and for us too no matter how young or how old we are in our life unless the Lord returns to judge the world he is coming quickly. Compared to eternity our short life here on this earth is going to be quick and the Lord's return will be sudden as well and that's why we can rejoice that the Lord has promised this and we pray amen yes yes Lord so let it be I am so thankful that John's revelation here ends with this blessing the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all as we wait for the Lord to come quickly It is his grace, it is his undeserved love, it is his mercy that is with us, knowing that our Lord Jesus will return to take us to our heavenly home. Jesus promises throughout the Gospels, he promises in the Gospel of John, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you, so that where I am there you may be also. What a joy it is that Jesus promises us these truths, that he has forgiven us our sins, He has conquered death itself, and he says, I will return soon to take you to your eternal home in heaven. 
Surely, come quickly, Lord. And so we can give thanks again today for his word of promise to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to redeem us from our sins and give us the joy of eternal life. Until you come, please grant to us a strong faith that is confident in your word of promise, that living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Until you come, Lord, keep us steadfast and strong in our faith so that we would be immovable, always abounding in the work of you, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Help us to share this word of hope with all. In your saving name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. On this Wednesday, November 3rd, we are looking once again tonight to our online Bible class at 7 p.m. We continue through the Gospel of Mark. Hope you can join us. Do check out our church calendar that's got the link for the meeting online, and that's at 7 p.m. once again. Our weekend Sunday School Bible class continues this weekend with Why Membership Matters. We hope you can join us. We thank Pastor Schaller for coming from Eau Claire this past weekend while I was out of town conducting a wedding and him bringing the Reformation message. Also, this past weekend we had the Minnesota Area Reformation Festival Sunday afternoon. We celebrated one of the 500th anniversary blessings that can be traced back to Luther in the Wartburg. One of the most important things the Lord did through Luther was translating the New Testament from the original Greek into the language of the people. Two new brothers to our fellowship, who, convicted by the strong word, left their former fellowships as pastors and conducted the Minnesota Reformation Festival service in Berea of Invergrove Heights. Pastor Luke Willits and John Schnoes brought the strong word which we are blessed to have abundant access today. The service is available on Berea's YouTube channel, and the bulletin is also available there as well. I want to also remind our members and our listeners that our sanctuary carpet is just about done. The carpet's all been installed in this upcoming weekend on November 6th and 7th will be the last weekend to share your vote on the pew fabric. After the service, please take a look and vote for your first and second choice. Please only one vote per communicant member. Thank you to all the helpers who have moved pews, dusted, and cleaned, and to the Board of Property for their work as well. They are working on reinstalling the monastery rails as soon as possible. This brings us to our prayer list for today. We continue to keep in our prayers Carol Brenner's family. Her victory service will be at 11 o'clock tomorrow with a visitation at 10 a.m. on Thursday. Bruce Newbert and Waldo Bergerman continue to be on hospice. We pray for them and their families and that they would be kept comfortable and good spirits. Wilton Landon had a tuberculosis surgery coming up but that is currently on hold for his COVID treatment. So that's very serious, but we pray the Lord would bless that treatment and that he could have his surgery again very soon. Addie Nauman continues to be in the hospital up in the cities, and so we pray that her mom and dad would be able to bring her home here to Mankato very soon. Also, we keep in our prayers retired ILC professor, Paul Sullivan, a member of Bria Invergrove Heights, as he continues to battle his stage four cancer. With these prayers in mind for the individuals and for their families, we pray the Lord will continue to answer our prayers and all of our concerns outside of this list according to your good and gracious will. This brings us to our doctrine of the day for today. As we end the church year 
here at around Thanksgiving time, I wanted to look at some of the last day Bible verses on the podcast here today. I have a link in our notes to a spreadsheet that I put together several years ago of the events that will happen at Judgment Day. So our devotion kind of leads us us into these thoughts. What will Judgment Day be like? I think some of us are very afraid of that day. Some of us might be excited because it ushers in our eternal life in heaven. But what does the Bible say about it? I have seven events, so to speak, listed on that last day. And it's hard to picture that day because we are so bound by time. The Lord can always do all these things that we list here all at once. But as we go through a list of logical arrangement of what will happen first, we can look at this list, this spreadsheet. Again, if you're at your computer at home or if you're listening, you can go back and look. The very first thing that the Bible says to us about Judgment Day is that Jesus will return again suddenly and descend from the heavens just as he ascended. I'd like to try to take these first two points, these chronology of what will happen on that last day. So the first being, Jesus will return again suddenly and descend from heavens, the heavens just as he ascended. So he will descend. We, we confess this in our creed, the Apostles' Creed, every time we use that, that he will descend. We have his state of humiliation, his state of exaltation. And so we are reminded that day and hour, no one knows, Jesus says in Matthew 24. And 1 Corinthians 15 reminds us in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. And so we're told that when Jesus returns, the trumpet will sound. And while Jesus was walking here on this earth, not making full use of his omniscience, even though he had it, he says in Matthew 24, only his Father knows. But with Christ at God's right hand after his ascension, we know that Jesus knows that day and hour very well. Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. And we know that he will descend from heaven. Second Peter 3.10 says the very same thing, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And so Jesus says in Matthew 24 once again, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. And so we know that Jesus will come suddenly and that we want to be prepared. Revelation 3.11 says, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have that no one may take your crown. Jesus reminds us in Acts 1 before his ascension, when he tells us, well, after his ascension, the angels say to him, to us in Acts 1 verse 11, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So what does this tell us? Jesus will descend from heaven physically just as he ascended with the shout, with the voice of the trumpet, with the shout of an angel, and we will all see him return at once. That will be judgment day. That will be the last day. And when we when he returns, the second thing we can say is all the dead will be raised up from their graves at the sound of his voice. Sometimes we think it's just going to be believers that rise up in the last day, but it says no, all the dead, all who are in the grave. First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty two once again says the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. What does that changing mean? We'll talk about that in just a second. Daniel 12.2 even says, Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. That word many there can be understood as multitudes, countless, all people, once again, who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. So those in the graves, Old Testament, New Testament, says the same thing about all the dead will be raised up from their graves at the sound of his voice. Once again, First Thessalonians 4.16 
and the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, it sounds like, if you look at the context of that, that the only believers will rise first. Ultimately, what will happen is, before the judgment takes place, the dead will rise before that. Remember, Paul's encouraging believers in Thessalonia about what happens to their loved ones when they die. So he's speaking to believers about what's going to happen to believers. But we know from 1 Corinthians 15 that all the dead will be raised from the graves. And so it also says that in Revelation 1, 7, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. So it talks about the unbelievers there as well. John 5:25 makes it very clear, 28 and 29, The dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, the hours coming in which all who are in the graves will hear and come forth. So, Job 19 gives us that promise, After my skin is destroyed, this I know in my flesh I shall see God. He goes on to say, And my eyes shall behold and not another. And he says, How my heart yearns within me. As you look at these first two points, we can echo Job's thought. Our hearts can yearn for this day within us because of what Jesus promised. He will return again suddenly and descend from the heavens just as he ascended. We won't miss it. Even if we die before then, it says clearly from God's word, all the dead will be raised up from their graves at the sound of his voice. This is what we can look forward to. This is what we can look forward to even in view of our own grave and death. We will rise, we will meet Jesus, and we will dwell with Christ forever in heaven. How my heart yearns within me. We look forward to, in the next couple weeks before Thanksgiving here, picking up the the next five parts, so to speak, that the Bible speaks about what will happen on Judgment Day, and we can look forward to that day with great joy. This brings us to our closing hymn of the day. I'm looking at a hymn that's not used very often. It speaks about judgment. It's hymn 607 from the Red Hymnal, and it's called The Day of Wrath, O Day of Mourning. What's interesting about this hymn is that it's very short phrases, so we're going to look at the first eight verses. We'll talk about the, the morning of that day, but also shows us hope right at the end about what our King does for us, our Lord Jesus Christ. Day of wrath, O day of mourning, see fulfilled the prophet's warning, heaven and earth in ashes burning. O what fear man's bosom rendeth, when from heaven the judge descendeth, on whose sentence all dependeth. Wondrous sound the trumpet flingeth, through earth's sepulchres it ringeth, all before the throne it bringeth. Sepulchres being the graves, the tombs, the tombstones there. Death is struck and nature quaking, all creation is awaking, to its judge an answer making. Lo, the book, exactly worded, wherein all hath been recorded, then shall judgment be awarded. When the judge his seat attaineth, and each hidden deed arraigneth, nothing unavenged remaineth. What shall I, frail man, be pleading? Who for me be interceding? When the just are mercy needing, King of Majesty tremendous, who does free salvation send us? Fount of pity, then befriend us. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on our Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information, please check us out at emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. May you always remember Emmanuel. 
God is with you.